0: can you hear me?
1: I can hear you just fine. Well, hi there. Happy Thursday. It's July 26th, 2018, and I'm Eric. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where I think therefore I am is a fairly easy concept to grasp, but you switch those terms around and apparently it's damn near impossible for most people to figure out.
0: Yeah, well, they're not the smithest people out there. So, what are we going to say?
1: Got to tell you, the uh, easiest thing in the world contest is quite challenging on some days.
0: Well, you have no idea.
1: Uh, boot- <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you, Gordon? Good to hear from you. I'm glad you could make it tonight because last night was an absolute blast.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: I'm walking a strange route at the moment because I owe someone money and I'm trying to avoid them. (laughs) Also very fun. Uh, Welcome everybody to another beautiful evening in the beautiful city. Uh, One announcement I have to make before we kick off the show. Uh, We have a brand new email address. Uh, Maybe it's me 42 is no longer going to be our email. Uh, It is now. It's not just me. Six at gmail uh, It's six. not just me. The number six. <laughs> and, I lost um, number six, six it, 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 it was all only. It was available. <laughs> that means there's five other ones. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Apparently, there's five other. So it really is not just me. <laughs> Literally. He's ignoring me. Oh, that's not a good way to avoid attention. (laughs) Um, Okay, where was I? Very distracted on this Thursday evening. I think the heat has officially gotten to me. Okay, so brand new email. It's not just me. It's email.com. And that is where your entries, you're tracking your progress to the hashtag easiest thing in the world competition where... We will be announcing some prizes uh, in the month of August for this contest. This is, it literally is the easiest thing in the world. Get up, go about your business, and all you have to do is be nice to everybody you encounter in the day. And uh, don't be obnoxiously nice. Don't go out of your way. Just be polite. Be courteous. Be a gentleman or a lady the way they used to, and you can win some prizes. Easiest thing in the world. So let us. That,
0: but say, on that note, I actually because uh, I'm actually doing some uh, shopping for a new bed. I had one of the greatest customer service experiences ever today. Um, uh, a terrific guy, uh, just a pretty much the definition of what customer service should be: friendly, honest, and it's the honest thing that I can't stress enough. That was just awesome. Um, you know, just. Great, wow. great, great, great time, and just this this guy falls over that. Just you know, just what a really nice guy. So,
1: props to him. Oh, I'm really yeah, to
0: I'm going to be giving a hell of a Does great review have- for this guy uh, tomorrow once I actually go up and pick up the bed. stuff.
1: well, I'll say his name if you have it. Let's uh, give credit
0: where closed, um, Yeah, no, I'm going to have to do that tomorrow. <laughs> top of my head. Uh, right there. I um, information written yes, downstairs. Okay. I just don't feel like going inside to get it.
1: That's uh, that's what I like to hear. And That's uh, the fact that he probably doesn't know that this is a thing we're trying. Is even better. no, he has no idea. So. Um, okay. There are good, there there are good people out there, and I just think they need to be. We all need to be a little more assertive with. Um, jerks in our lives and say hey jerks quit being jerks um you know it's and the way to do that is to i think just assault them with nice yeah
0: it, it can definitely help you know it's uh these people that want to go out of the way just to be being spirited uh to talk down to others and that sort of thing yeah it, it's got to stop it it's, it doesn't get you anywhere it's like going into a restaurant and complaining about your food and service before you get the food. It's it's just a dumb idea.
1: Well, I work, I, I now do volunteer work at a uh, place, uh, the Safe Injection site here in Vancouver called InSight. Um, A place where drug users can go use drugs safely and not die. Um, <laughs> I do this for... A couple of reasons. One is I used to be quite the fan of injection <laughs> drugs, so uh, they probably saved my life on more than one occasion. And the other reason, which is really more close to my heart, is a just inordinate amount of good-looking women work there. Um,
0: uh, you are a Samaritan,
1: my friend. So, but these now this is in arguably the worst neighborhood in the Western Hemisphere. Um and these are not friendly nice people that i i'm not saying that to be insulting i'm just calling a spade a spade these are angry people for the most part and they're totally on board with this they're loving this idea <laughs> but, and i'm seeing them attempt it it's great like guys nice that i I see a, no, a noticeable difference in because I've been talking about this. Uh, very cool to see them trying it. And if they can do it, anybody can do it.
0: <laughs> Fucking just convinced my ex wife to try it. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Out of the question. Uh, oh, God, I wouldn't even want to bring it up.
2: <laughs> what?
1: The, the, convers- the conversation would go bad with my ex right there as soon as I said, hey, There's this contest. That's as far as I get. I, I just, I can hear it in my head. I am
0: nice. (laughs) That's exactly actually how it goes. I am nice. You son of a bitch. How dare you? (laughs) Thanks for proving a point, you moron. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. No. They don't qualify. (laughs) For
0: the record, that's as far as I want to talk about my ex, so.
1: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. To 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 be honest, I'm talking about my
0: ex-wife, not any ex-girlfriends, just the ex-wife, so. Now I need to clarify. Very well done.
1: (laughs) I did, in, in your absence, I did do one episode almost completely devoted to mine because, uh, she went on Facebook and made an attempt to publicly shame me, and it was quite <laughs> funny. Um, I think she uh, thought it was some big mystery that I'm not paying all my bills on time and whatnot, and she tried to point that out on Facebook.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I, I pointed out that there are two things in life um, with odds worse than winning the lottery, uh, one of them is getting attacked by a shark on dry land, and the other one is trying to embarrass me. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> the the probability of me ever being embarrassed is very very low uh, because I'm an open book. I'm the first. It's no secret that I'm facing financial hardship right now. I I was the first to announce it to everyone. <laughs> Mostly by borrowing from everyone
0: I know. That's always a good tip. <laughs> See, those things never embarrass me. I always say, if you want to embarrass me, you know, compliment me. I, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> That's how I get embarrassed. Say something nice about me, I'm like, ah, shucks. Shut up. <laughs> like, uh, anything else? Hey, look, Gordon's in debt. So? <laughs> Who is it? Give me a break. <laughs>
1: water's wet, the sky is blue, and Eric's spoke again. Three, two, three. <laughs> That's
0: right. Taxes, death, and my financial struggles. Uh,
1: I'll never pay my taxes, and I'm probably gonna just with my luck, I'm gonna live to be like 115.
0: <laughs> and you will die with the ultimate bill going to somebody. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, longevity does not run in my family, but I can just see it. Just with my luck, I'm gonna set some kind of record. <laughs>
0: See, for me, that just means I have to make it past I think I don't think I have to hit to 60. I think that would be that's the record for my family. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, for the guys anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah we're, 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 uh, we're not long for this world unfortunately. And I
0: think I laugh because I'm guaranteed death on so many different levels. I got heart, heart issues and heart history from my mother's side. I've got cancer on my dad's side I'm like oh yeah
1: it's coming
0: it's going to be spectacular
1: my father had 8 siblings and to date including him 6 of them have died of cancer wow 6 of 9 my father and my
0: grandfather both died of the exact same cancer oh wow Uh, yeah, prostate so (laughs) woohoo
1: thanks dad Thanks, but no thanks. Of all the things I asked for when I was little, that's the one you give me.
0: Of all the things that they have to shove a finger in my ass in order to check to see if it's good or not, thanks.
1: Yeah. I'm still not sure they have to do that. Now you are talking to uh, someone who had a battle with cancer when he was young. Um, I did I lose you there, Gord? No, I'm still here. Okay, sorry. Uh, it just sounded weird there. Um, I actually had a little battle with cancer when I was in my 20s. Uh, really? I did. I had a, a very, I had uh, typical Eric, I can't even get cancer right. Uh, <laughs> for one thing, it was, it's typically a breast cancer, but it uh, presented in my lung. Uh, very large cells that were that had no desire to spread or multiply. It was just just wanted to hang out. Um, it's the cancer oh, that was nice. It's the, you want to get <laughs> if uh, if um, you're ever going to get cancer. This is the one you want. Very naughty yeah. Um. It was a very easy battle. Very lazy cancer. Um, so <laughs> my point is. Jerry's still out on the finger-in-the-butt thing. I, I'm still not sure that's necessary.
0: For the record, it actually isn't. You can actually get it tested through blood work.
1: Because I have to do that once a year now, because once you've had cancer, your chances of getting prostate cancer increase exponentially. Uh, that's right. So and I, I get that that lovely date once a year. And
0: Yeah, you can actually do it through blood work. I've been doing that for the past X many years, uh, ever since I turned thirty. Five, I started getting tested for it because, well, it was highly recommended. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah, my doctor got because he didn't want to go in there. I didn't want him going in there. So it worked out quite well using just take some blood.
1: Yeah, see, I just feel like I can't cut him off at this point. I mean, <laughs> I've, it's becoming
0: familiar territory. So, <laughs> I've, been, I've been giving
1: it away for all these years now. <laughs> I can't just say no. Oh. <laughs>
0: It seems mean. It does.
1: (laughs) You know, it's like even even your ex had to have sex at least once a year, probably.
0: (laughs) Sometimes you just got to do it for the good betterment of everyone.
1: And to be honest, the way things are going, that can be the only action I get this year. So I'm kind of looking forward to (laughs) it.
0: As long as he talks nicely to you beforehand.
1: he's a very pleasant (laughs) fellow. I uh, <laughs> wasn't a big fan at first because his name is Doctor Pierce. Ooh. I have issues with that. I, I don't want Pierce or stab or wound or sever. <laughs> and none of doctor names. But you know, I want I want like Doctor Smith. That's a good doctor.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: <laughs> doctor Cures. Oh, I would like that guy.
0: That would be nice. That, that would, I'd be happy yeah, to have that great. for a doctor.
1: This train of thought has gone so far off the track. I don't even know how <laughs> to get back to where we belong. Um, I want to bring it back because I was really excited that you wanted to be on to share this uh, because we discussed it in depth one night, and uh, it's come full circle. Every time I try to put a subject to bed, it seems to just – come right back up uh we were talking probably about a month ago about gender identity and it going too far possibly and when does it go too far and i said it's only going to be a matter of time and sure enough it's gone too far
0: Uh, i can actually add even more to this conversation now uh for the record excellent uh, I, I read a, f- a fascinating article um, about uh, this gentleman who uh, from the age of four and up, um, born um, uh, born a man, um, did the always identified as a woman, um, ended up in his 20s uh, to do all the, uh, the hormone treatment, got into his 30s, and did the sex change. And as soon as he hit his 50s, um, he just basically sort of realized that he spent so much time focusing on one thing that he actually lost um, an identity. And he's come back and he's, he's now a man. And he actually calls, he considers... Identifying, like, when it comes to children by not giving them a sex directly and that sort of thing, letting them figure it out, he actually calls it child abuse. Wow.
2: Because his parents were very open about the whole
0: thing. They were, you know, they didn't pressure him on any way, shape, or form. So they just let him be whoever he wanted to sort of be. But he actually called it a form of child abuse when he looks back to it, saying, you know, if I was given a little bit more sort of structure and if I was done this, like, you know, things could have should have and hopefully would have turned out a little bit differently, but because there is no pressure to be a boy or a girl, you know, since he had these sort of feelings sort of growing up they he wasn't really sure, he said, no, things could have turned out a lot differently. Like, you know, he just could have ended up just being gay. He could have, like, all these little things that would have been different in his life. It was a fascinating little article. Yeah, it is. But yeah, he actually calls it child abuse. I thought that was strange for a guy who was raised by... Very supportive and loving family, and he still calls it child abuse.
1: All right. There you're back. Hello. Hey, what? Henry's Network. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Just... And he's gone again.
1: Oh, there you're almost back. I'm...
0: <laughs> I love our technical issues. They're so much fun.
1: Out. <laughs> um, so why don't we take a little uh, a little breather here, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Perfect. I'm still showing you connected, but I can't hear you.
0: Yeah, I was still connected, just all of a sudden. We, can you hear me now? I just keep le-
1: Hello. And I hear you. Does that mean you're back? I am back. Y- yeah, you're cutting in and out on me. I don't know.
0: If- oh, I got a good signal strength, and I hear you perfectly fine. God damn it. <laughs> there
1: you are. I got gotcha. you.
0: There we go.
1: That's much better. <laughs> uh, sorry, everybody, for if you have to listen to this, because I still haven't uh, figured out. Oh, I might have a way to edit it tonight. We'll Ooh, see. Awesome. I, I didn't have a way to do that last night, but I felt uh, the episode needed to go up anyway. I don't know if you got to hear it, but it is there in full.
0: I did hear most of it.
1: Um... So, uh, back onto the subjects at hand. I'm sorry, everybody, for that little interruption. Uh, My question at the beginning of this conversation was, when is this identity thing going to go too far? When is someone going to take advantage of it? Well, a man in Alberta has answered my question for me. A 23-year-old Alberta man uh, changed his gender on his birth certificate and his driver's license and got a note from his doctor saying he identified as a woman so that he could save $1,100 a year on his car
0: insurance. (laughs) That's called taking advantage of the system.
1: He does not actually identify as a woman and has come out and said he means no disrespect to anyone uh, but he's saving $1,100 a year. How, so does do- in, uh, how
0: is that not illegal for a doctor to sign off on that?
1: It is absolutely not illegal. Um, there's no fraud here because you can't prove that, that he doesn't. Isn't um, him
0: admitting it proving that he's frauding?
1: Well, in a legal sense, I guess not. He is because it's that's how he's identified. So that's what the system says. So. I, I See, in other countries, they have uh, protections against this because it's illegal to have two different insurance rates for men and women. Um, so again, that brings us back to last night's topic about Canada's fun little circus tent of laws. Um, we have different rates for different genders, therefore it just makes sense. Oh, women pay less? No, well, I identify as a woman now. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: And all he has to uh, do is say, instead of saying, suck me, is just lick me.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he did, he changed his birth certificate, he changed his driver's license, and then he took those documents to his doctor and got a note, and it went to save money on insurance. Now they are saying that uh, the insurance company probably won't allow this when he goes to renew his insurance. But uh, for the time being, uh, exactly what I said was going to happen. Oh, what a shock. Your old Uncle Eric was right about it. Someone took advantage. Oh, a lot sooner than I thought. And it's going to open up uh, just, I think, a whirlwind of guys trying this for various reasons.
0: Oh, absolutely. And women will be doing the same thing for other
1: certain reasons as well. And I'm sure we'll hear about it. Um. Quite a lot from the gentleman who I want to talk about next. I'm sure he has a lot of opinion on this. Uh, everybody's favorite uh, uh, home vote, <laughs> Jordan Peterson is back in the news. You know Jordan Peterson?
0: He's uh, he's he's what is he? He's he's an MP or something?
1: Yeah, a really popular one. Uh, very vocal against LGTBQ2 rights. Sorry, it takes me a minute to get all that right.
0: Uh, congratulations um, for doing that, by the way. <laughs>
1: uh, very vocal against their rights. Very vocal uh, uh, anti-gay rights. Refuses to use gender-neutral uh, descriptions when he's referring to people. Um, very polarizing figure. And he is scheduled scheduled to speak at the University of Toronto at the end of this month, and they're already protesting there, um, protesting against him speaking because uh, he he doesn't represent their their uh, beliefs. Um, yeah, but their base changes every month. It does,
0: and it's frustrating. I mean, like I, again, I'm not supporting this guy. I mean mainly because well like I don't know much about them because I don't follow them. but I don't understand like wh- like I've had people talk to me because again with me with my customer service and everything else like you know because everybody's just sir ma'am you know it's very very cut and dry in that sense for me You're just, you are just know however I perceive you if I'm second guessing with the whole thing I'll just dart around the issue until I get a clear answer but sure. I don't I don't I think it's so impersonable to just walk up and say like, you know, hey fellow human, it just seems so alien. You know what I mean? Like 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 I'm from a completely different country and I'm trying to identify with somebody I don't know anything about. I just I don't understand the point.
1: I'm going to do it the way I know best and I'm going to expect you if you want to be addressed as something specific let me know at the beginning of the conversation. Don't expect me to figure it out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, come out and say immediately, I want
1: to be called such and such. Yeah. I don't want sir or ma'am, you call me this. Okay, great. Let us begin our acquaintance. Uh, I guess, And don't get offended if I venture my uh, uh, opinion and it happens to be wrong. If I say, hello, sir, and you go, no, I'm not, sir, I'm... Whatever you are, don't get mad at me, because you, you look and talk like a dude. Yeah,
0: you're presenting yourself as a man. How am I not supposed to assume that that's how you want to be addressed? Like, uh, just, just
1: wear a shirt. Wear a shirt. Well politely correct me and let's go about right our way. You can't be offended if I get it wrong if you've got a mustache and, and you're wearing a football jersey. I don't <laughs> many, women, many women who ever have mustaches and football jerseys. Should, and women know, look exactly. really sexy, and them
0: guys just look like douchebags.
1: <laughs> you should, yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Which by the way, there's uh, something by the way. This there's, there's one of those reasons why I wish I could be I could identify as a woman. Women can look sexy in pretty much everything. Put a, put a woman in a man's suit. Sexy. Put a woman in a construction outfit. Sexy. Put a woman, you know what I mean?
1: Yes, very much so. Put a dude in it. We just yeah, look yeah. like a
0: dude and there's, there's nothing else to it.
1: And they will make the most non-sexual thing. My ex-wife had this wool sweater. I don't know what it was about. It drove me nuts every time she put it on. It w- uh, what was it? It was just this plain wool sweater. Yeah. Nothing special about it. Hottest thing ever. Right? Women are great. I love how they do that. I love how, a, a woman coming in or out of the bedroom wearing my shirt. Love it. Oh,
0: a woman wearing a dress shirt and barefoot. Oh, oh, oh. That? so sexy. <laughs> like, that,
1: like, like that woman who gets in risky business. In risk, risky business. Oh no, wait, that was Tom Cruise. Um,
0: <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh. let the emails come in for that comment. Oh. <laughs>
1: so where I was going with uh, Jordan Peterson in appearing in Toronto and the protest starting against him, uh, University of Toronto, no stranger to protest. They protested Ann Coulter when she was there. Uh, massive protest against Milos uh, Iannopoulos, I believe it is, the Breitbart
0: guy. Yeah, I think uh, that's right. Uh, Richard Spencer was huge
1: and still causing problems there, a very, very uh, prominent white nationalist. And now, of course, Jordan Peterson. Now, see, my problem is not with the content of what he's saying or or what they're protesting against. My problem is with censorship in general, because unfortunately, the people that are protesting him are the same ones who are always up in arms over what Americans call freedom of speech. We call freedom of thought, opinion, uh, expression, a uh, thought, opinion, belief, and expression, um, you can't have it for the uh, uh, our, our freedom of expression does not guarantee that you won't be offended.
0: No. There, you know, speaking of the word offended, you know, there, there's a comedian who actually made a comment about this and I fully agree with it. Do you know what happens when you get offended by something? Nothing. Nothing happens. Yes. You get offended. That's it. That's as far as it goes. It is a choice. It is a decision that you make as an individual to be offended by something. And the question then becomes is how far are you willing to push your individual belief on the rest of us? And that's the problem. Because remember back in the day when you watched it, that offends me. You were just told to shut up. Now you say I'm offended and you all of a sudden your voice is stronger than everybody else's. no.
1: My problem with it is there's, and this is uh, a big, all you'll say lines, uh, there's a big call out now because there's a big movement in, uh, oh, in Holocaust sakes. denying once again in Canada. Um, and people are saying that Holocaust denying has to be legislated uh, as, you know, it has to be made to be illegal because uh, the, the argument is that it works, that it is effective and that Canadians are by and large starting to, I hate Jews because of this. And uh, my question, first of all, is who? No, not me. I, I, it's not working on me. I don't have. A, I, I don't hate Jews. I do I don't deny the Holocaust. And frankly, I find it slightly condescending that someone feels the need to protect me. Because that's all censorship is. You think you need to protect? Oh, you're doing it for somebody else's sake. For your sake. Well, right. uh, thanks, Chet, but who asked you? I don't. I don't need to be protected, um, and I find it insulting that you think I do. To be honest, um, and censorship is such a dangerous road to go down. Um, now, the, the, the reason Jordan Peterson's getting away with it is because in in the states. If you're speaking on a university campus, you're protected by your First Amendment rights. Uh, They cannot ban you. They cannot uh, uh, not have you speak on a college campus because they're federally governed in the states. Uh, We don't have that kind of protection here. And they can, if they decide, uh, tell this man he's not allowed to speak. Yeah, but what's the harm in
0: that? I think that's a good thing. You should be able to at any point just sit and say, I don't don't want this guy to speak here anymore. And if the majority rules, then it should be fine. But if it's five people out of a group of 5,000 that are complaining, shut up, don't go, and go do something else.
1: I don't have the numbers exactly. Uh, I, I I would imagine it's a minority of people. Uh, because a minority of people are going to actually go see this man anyway, um, and that that brings me to the next point: that uh, you know he would he would be nothing if these people who are protesting against him didn't make him into something. If you ignore him and don't listen to him, then he becomes. That's nothing. right. Um, you you are giving him his celebrity. You are creating. This voice for him. They're only as powerful as you. That's right. The more you complain Um, and voice
0: against them, the more they're in the media. The more they're spoken about, the more people know about it.
1: Exactly. So let it go, because a lot of people aren't going to go see him. uh, The more, most people know who he is, and I don't think most people are interested in what he has to say. A, A really funny postscript to this story is nobody invited him to the university. He just decided he was going to go do this. He wasn't asked. He wasn't invited. He wasn't scheduled by the university. <laughs> it just happens to be on his route, so he thought he'd stop by and make a big that's stink. awesome. And he's, he certainly doing that. And that's what people like Jordan Peterson do. They just show up. <laughs> uh, exactly. and. He, no, he's,
0: he's got no uh, agenda. He says, well, I'm here. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> See, my, old, so don't go, my, my town's uh, uh, local newspaper called the Milton Champion, for years and years and years and years and years, they've always had this thing where if you did something wrong, like broke the law, whatever it might have been, they would never publish the person's name. And their simple reasoning right. for that one was just, well, we don't want to make these people famous and give them a platform for anything.
1: My favorite radio host has the same rule.
0: And one year, that rule got broken by a, by, by a reporter who did an article about one of the local salesmen at a car dealership, and they said some absolutely horrible Things and it all stemmed from the simple fact that when he was doing the sales for a car, he had gone to the washroom and he came back and his fly was undone. And they made the whole thing sound like he was trying to be some sexual predator, you know, like he's gonna have his, he's he's gonna whip it out at any moment. It, it was a horrible article. They they put his name in there. They printed his direct name and everything else. And they, it was a disgusting thing. The backlash against not just the newspaper, but the uh the reporter themselves was absolute. Like, the town, just it was it was huge. How the town just you know like uh, like belly-deep against this guy or person. I can't think it was a guy or a girl that wrote the article, but uh it was crazy. And you know, like the one time they broke the rule, look what happened. You know, you don't yeah, you you good. just you just don't do that. Like I mean, this person was like a f- actual like a friend, like a family friend of ours, and. I've known this man my whole life, and he's, you know, he was a straight-up guy, and he always was respectful, and he was a really nice guy, and just to sit there and just say that because he forgot to do his fly-up one time, that doesn't make him a sexual predator. And to call him out like that publicly was a disgusting, disgusting thing to do. If
1: that's what it took to be a sexual predator, I would be public enemy number one. you kidding me? I'd be
0: right there beside you.
1: I'm I, out of the zippers on my pants that actually still function properly. My ass crack sees more uh, light a day than my face does. I mean, come on. <laughs> what a ridiculous yeah, it's thing. it's
0: terrible. And by the way, just so you know, people of Milton, when I
1: show up uh, there, which I plan on doing, uh, hopefully, as this show yep. continues... I will be changing the name of your newspaper clearly to the Milton Champion
0: yeah.
1: Tree. <laughs> uh, as soon as I'm I get sure there, that's I'm first order. I'm sure
0: they'd be fine with that. It's only been the Milton Champion for like 80 years. I'm sure they'd be fine with it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it will be the special Milton Champion Tree edition. I can't believe you're just telling me this now.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I never thought about it. I never actually put that together. So, yeah, there you go
1: absolutely something i should have been working on this whole time um and now i've got my project there you go (laughs) Uh, i'll be looking up those archives and and i'll post uh the ones i make on the events page so there's something more than please add events
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which for the record i I, uh, when I was listening to that episode uh, earlier tonight. I could not stop laughing when you, when you were talking about that. It was just like the greatest thing ever. And there's nothing there. It's <laughs> <I, laughs> Just a blank spot saying, here, add an event because nobody cares. It's Milton.
1: <laughs> I, I love it. It's my second favorite town on the planet. The <laughs> uh, 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 second only to um, Ashburn, Virginia. My favorite town. Why is that your favorite? Uh, Because sixty percent of the listeners of our uh, humble little podcast hail from Ashburn.
0: Ashburn, Virginia. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Suddenly, Uh,
1: on 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 average, uh, between fifty-five and sixty percent of our listeners every night. (laughs) uh, I don't know why. But I love that. God bless you, Ashburn. I, I want to make it there for American Thanksgiving. I think that would
0: be fun. <laughs> I'll make them thankful
1: for us. <laughs> uh, I did speak to someone, an American, who says it is quite uh, close to Washington, D.C. It's on that side of Virginia. Um, okay, so it's a little closer. So I'm assuming that uh, Apparently, a uh, uh, college town, I believe I was told, very blue-collar but also college students, so I can see why maybe they might like us. Yeah. Um, either way, thank you, guys. Uh, s- send me an email. And it's not just me, six. at gmail.com And uh, say hi. Or go over to anchor.fm, to the Eric Brennan, is it just me with Gord Strain page? And uh, leave us a voice message. Let us know who you are. Let us know uh, all about Ashburn, because I haven't had the time to look it up, but it sounds fantastic. <laughs>
0: I just... <laughs> I'm dying to. I'm dying to hear from these guys. Please, please send us something, anything. i We have to hear. We we need to know what you uh, what you guys are all about.
1: Who are we? are attracting this, out uh, there? <laughs> I, I. The only explanation that makes sense into my mind is you guys have to hear how stupid this guy is. <laughs> That's all. I- you gotta listen to this. This guy is ridiculous. Maybe it's a homework thing. Maybe they're
0: trying to be podcasters themselves, and they're using us as an example of what not to do. Uh,
1: fair and and good on you. I hope it works out. Uh,
0: <laughs> call us and let us know. we are go on your podcast.
1: <laughs> if you need any advice on what not to do before or after the show, as well, I can definitely help you out with that. Um, for a show, how not to be prepared when it begins. What oh, phones, uh, to use. <laughs> phones to not use? Phones uh, to not use. Hey, how about, Maybe don't use yeah. your phone. Try
0: um, a computer. Yeah.
1: Get, get a computer. Uh, something, or uh, you can go to uh, hear what's called London Drugs. Um, is it London Drugs big out east? I believe. No, that. I've never right heard there, of it I
0: before I moved out there.
1: Oh, okay. Um, They have a whole setup. They have a whole podcaster setup at London. They're running about $1,000 in total. But they've got the whole line yards. It looks like your own personal recording studio. It's absolutely fantastic.
0: Someday. Somebody give us $1,000 so we can buy this crap.
1: And if you want to do that, in all seriousness, please go to my crowdfunding page at broadbean.com. There is a place where you can donate to the show and help us out. I've set up a crowdfunding page at Uh, We are asking for a $1 donation. And we'll mention your name with a big thank you every episode of the show. From now on, for a $5 donation, you will get a free Is It Just Me t-shirt. And a big shout out um, every episode. In perpetuity from now on, as well as a personal thank you card from from me, and that's all explained at podbean.com. You can uh, just go over there and uh, make your donations via PayPal and keep the show.
0: I'm going to have to donate because I want one of these damn t-shirts myself.
1: see that's the thing if you've listened to past episodes uh, it could be a t-shirt from the show it could just be a t-shirt I find on the floor you
0: do know when you get it we'll just hand write is it me just, is it just me dot com on it I guarantee, I guarantee it
1: will be an authentic is it just me
0: t-shirt um, that's, that's great because this could end up being like when I first uh, uh, the band Radiohead live when they're touring for their first album uh the fans had all the fans had made their own t shirts, because the band couldn't afford their own t shirts at the time.
1: How crazy! I was is that?
0: wild because I'm, I'm like, Wow, that's a really crappy t shirt! and then I got talking, I'm like, Yeah, no, they don't sell t shirts, so we have to make our own. I'm like, So everybody's wearing a Radiohead shirt, is all homemade. It's Like, yep, every one of them.
1: That's oh, mate, cool. that's, that's that actually be so my favorite. My favorite was always the Pugazi t shirt that said, This is not a Pugazi t shirt on it. <laughs> See, my favorite concert shirt
0: of all concerts was this unknown band that nobody's ever heard of called Flowerhead. Uh, They were this sort of a trippy 70s, 60s, 70s sort of kickback um, rock band. Um, Their shirt was all purple and neon green. It said, give me head on the front of the shirt. And on the back it said Flowerhead.
1: (laughs) And let me just do a brief interjection here. If anyone is so inclined to approach me at any time and tell me it's Fugazi I will punch you in the face
0: <laughs> and for free I don't
1: care what, if, it, if it is or not uh, so I will punch you and that's I, I don't condone violence in any way but I, I've been corrected since high school on it's easy it's I don't give a shit <laughs> it
0: clearly it's not that easy
1: just said that I had to point out that there's a lot of things that people feel the need to point out that are just unnecessary. And I don't care. I don't have enough time in my life for you people. Uh, actually, it's a laboratory. Yeah. Get the hell
0: out of my face. <laughs> oh, some people are special.
1: Next to uh, the book was better people in my in my opinion. I hate the book was better people. <laughs> uh, the, book, the, the book was so much better. Oh really? You know what I liked about the movie? <laughs> I, 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 I watched it in an afternoon and then I had a nap. was <laughs> great. Uh, uh, the whole time there was no reading. That's what I really liked <laughs> best about the movie. So shut up.
0: I don't care about your book. <laughs> See, I'm a fan of books. I, love, I actually really enjoy reading. Um,
1: but, you too. I'm a huge fan of books. But
0: um, only really the very first novel I ever actually read was Jurassic Park. And I was one of the few people who was actually really disappointed with the movie because I found the book was better descriptive than the way the movie was presented. Now, since then, I'm actually more of a fan of the movie than the book since then because, well, I just don't want to go through the six months it takes me to read a damn novel, so.
1: <laughs> right. now I, I have had, I mean, there, there are examples where I will agree. Um, a brilliant book called My Sister's Keeper Ooh. by a fantastic writer named Jodie Pickle, a feminist dish writer. Um, brilliant, brilliant book. Uh, if you're not familiar, I highly recommend it. Uh movie came out several years ago now, and just bastardized it, just destroyed the whole point. Um, Cameron Diaz and Alec Baldwin, and uh, the Little Miss Sunshine one, who, where'd she go? She's got, she's like 30 now, or something, uh, Abigail Breslin. Yeah, I don't know what the hell
0: happened to her. Uh,
1: Little Miss Sunshine, I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, terrible, ruined ruined the book completely, Um And my my personal example I always go to is a Canadian book called Whale Music. Um, It's called Whale Music? Whale Music, yeah. It's a brilliant story, but the author actually wrote the movie because he didn't like the book. (laughs) Uh, So, the author of the book wrote the screenplay and fixed everything he felt was wrong with his own novel, and I thought that was fantastic. That is
0: pretty awesome.
1: (laughs) And uh, uh, real statics did the entire soundtrack the movie was made. Oh, Wow! Uh, just read the screenplay and did the soundtrack and it works it's brilliant uh, Paul, one of Paul Gross's first acting roles if you're familiar with Paul Gross my favorite actor um, and is
0: he really is he your favorite actor
1: he is my favorite actor I love him <laughs> I love him and everything else and I kind of look like him which is awesome um <laughs> i think he's great he's always great he did a a really amazing show called slings and arrows very short-lived uh cbc show um, about a theater director at a small town theater company in ontario and it was just absolutely hilarious Um, and they do a different shakespearean play in each in each season uh, the the theater company is putting on a di- different Shakespearean play, and they actually help me understand and like Shakespeare more. Um, yeah, I still I still don't like Shakespeare. Fact, <laughs> uh, neither do, I but I understand him more now. And I gotta say, I love the fact that there's crickets in the background of me telling this story. It Could not be more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because are you not-
0: talking about the crickets in my at my place? Because there's crickets chirping away over here too
1: coming through loud and clear and I, it's almost like it's on
0: purpose <laughs> it's just one too. he's one lone little one lone little cricket hanging out by the monuments
1: oh it's, it sounds like uh orchestra yeah clear. no it's just the one I love my Wi-Fi would
0: reach i'd walk over and try to find him see if we can enter him. <laughs>
1: he's, he's 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 part of the show now he's he's a special contributor <laughs> we'll now. We'll give him credit. Uh, we'll have to give him a name. He is just great. He's been doing the whole time, and I've been meaning to mention it, but the first, I went off on this stupid Paul Gross thing, and I, I'm hearing crickets in my head, and he, he just did it <laughs> perfectly. Uh, yeah, uh, anyway, books, books and movies, uh, I don't care. Um, I don't compare the two often. I, I see them as two separate things. Um. And so, don't do that to me. And, we're, and uh, if you do, then you can go hang out with the Fugazi <laughs> shirt people and the people who say Fugazi. Uh, you can you can all go hang out together and go to Lilith Fair or whatever you <laughs> people do. Ew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah McLaughlin. I love you. I want to work with you one day. I I I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Sarah McLaughlin. I think she's uh, fantastic. I, I can see her being a really good producer. Um, I don't know that she has any experience in that. I just get that sense from her that she'd be good at that. I had a friend who toured with her as a roadie and said she's a pig. Um, I, but I'm, just, I'm just quoting. This isn't me saying this. I, I don't know. You, you, you're probably a lovely woman. I, I know someone who works at a sushi restaurant that you frequent and says you tip well.
0: I uh, did he meet her at Bed Bath & Beyond once. She was very nice and very pleasant. She was there with her husband. Uh, very nice lady, but... Yeah, I just... Uh, her, her her music offends me. <laughs>
1: um, my friend Greg says she's okay. <laughs> I don't even... I, I'm just saying. I don't know. I haven't spoken to this man since I was 19 years old. So, uh, you know, things could have changed. Maybe he, he was
2: different than... Uh, his opinions. I don't know.
1: Was many years ago. Then, uh, oh, I won't say his last name <laughs> on the air. But he thinks you're a pig. I <laughs> don't. Just my <friend. laughs> He's not even really my friend. He's guy that tried to steal my girlfriend when I was a kid.
0: so he is a pig. So he's the pig. Anyway,
1: he's very really much cooler than me and very, very threatening in that department. handsome um, handsome cool guy I was great for for several months Uh so sarah mclaughlin if you're out there and you're listening to my podcast uh tell me about my friend greg he was a roadie for you uh in the 90s apparently uh maybe you remember him and you got some nasty shit about him to say that would be, Ooh, fantastic. That, would be
0: that would be great that would put her up a few notches in my book if she did that that'd be great
1: if you want to be, because I do want this to be a musical summer on the podcast, as I said last night, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, if you want to voice your opinion on, uh, be a, one of our celebrity guests, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. Please get in touch with us. Um, it's not just b six at gmail.com. This is hard to say, uh, cause I'm forgetting. Um, it also doesn't roll off the tongue. Like maybe it's me, but it needed to be changed. Uh, that would be great. Sarah McLaughlin, please be my first celebrity. guest. Um, and produce my album.
0: <laughs> and produce my album and do it for free.
1: If you have time. Uh, we can use, like, my equipment. You don't have to do anything special. Just, uh, you know, help me out a little. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> Shopping
0: a bed bath and eating sushi.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. At, at a very uh, posh sushi place. Um, I won't name it because apparently a lot of celebrities go there and don't want people to know that. So I, I won't yeah. a secret.
0: We'll talk about that Off the air Some place need To go back and visit
1: uh, Absolutely I, I don't know If this uh, lady Still works there This was a couple Of years ago Um But yeah Said she's a good tipper So Sarah McLaughlin You're a good tipper Uh My high school girlfriend Nicole loved you uh, So I know A lot of your music Um Otherwise I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs>
0: Otherwise, you'd be like the rest of the population. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of uh, very popular Canadian musicians who I am incredibly familiar with their stuff because someone else liked them. And I'm glad I am, but uh, that's the only reason. Uh, Brian Adams, another local guy. He's got a studio right down the street from where I'm sitting. At the wow. uh, same thing. I, I know all of your music, and that's not by choice. Brian Adams used to live around the corner from
0: my my uh, uncle, my cousin and uncle's place in West Van. Yeah.
1: Really?
0: I stood on his front lawn once. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> uh,
1: I've never run into him. Um, I like you. He seems like a guy Oh, right yeah,
0: absolutely. Way. At least at least before and now, but there was that stretch in the, it was the mid to late 90s, I think, when he moved to L.A., and he turned into an L.A. douchebag yeah. for a little stretch there. He had that stupid song, The Only Thing That Was Good On You Is Me.
2: And he was all dressed yeah.
0: in a silk that shirt dude. and had his hair all quaffed out. Yeah, that, that was uh, a yeah, Canadian <laughs> Yeah, well, and,
1: and as well they should, Brian Adams, you are not a silk shirt wearing guy with gel in your hair. You're the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, you wear your
0: jean jacket your jeans, fashion. and we're, we're proud of that.
1: On holidays, you wear white jeans and a white jean jacket. That's
0: uh, (laughs) that's what we've come to expect.
1: You're not silk shirts and singing songs with Spice Girls. What were you doing? I I understand you want to get in bed with a Spice Girl. That makes sense. That's that's okay.
0: I would do the same thing if I had the option back in the day. Sure.
1: And I gotta say, if you're our age and uh, you don't like the Robin Hood song, you're lying.
0: Oh, everybody,
1: everybody in our age
0: knows the lyrics,
1: yeah, and, and and has sung them to a girl. Um, hoping that your peers will be touched touch. That's that's why we all <laughs> want to learn that song. That's the only reason you learn songs like
0: <laughs> that, that. one. And oh man, that the uh, the, the the Whitney Houston one. Um, I will. Yeah, that, yeah. Was on, that was on my... Grand-
1: always wanted to- <laughs> I heard a man in downtown Vancouver on the corner of Granville and Robson, a busker, who did an absolutely incredible version of that song. I was so impressed, but very made it manly. Oh, wow.
0: Uh,
1: very, very cool. Um, don't know the man's name. Haven't seen him since. I've been looking for him around town. Um, if you're out there... Dude, you know who you are, because I, I commented on your eyes, and you got all weirded out.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever, I'm sensitive. Get over it. <laughs> Dude had nice eyes. He had those weird, like, um, who was that 80s actor, the Beastmaster guy? Anyway. He had weird eyes. They looked fake. And I mentioned something, but he did a good version of that song. I think it's a good song. It's a Dolly part. It is song. a
0: Dolly part song.
1: You, you got a lot. And she's one of those ones. She writes a lot, like Willie Nelson writes a lot of songs you wouldn't expect. And yes.
0: I, I always find, I mean, as an into artist, into you always got to be somewhat disappointed when somebody else does your song better than the way you did it. She, I, I know three examples. Uh, because like Whitney just nailed that version. It's so iconic, such a great version. Uh the um Little Wing, uh originally by Jimi Hendrix, uh Steve Ray Vaughn's version the instrumental, in my opinion, thousand times better. Um not because Jimmy's vocals suck when such such imagination, it's just I always I mean I've always said this, and I'm gonna get a lot of I always have gotten flack for this, but I always say if you want to hear Jimi Hendrix played properly, you listen to Steve Ray Vaughn. <laughs>
1: Sure. Hey, you know what? It's funny. I don't know how we got on this, but I had this conversation with a gentleman not uh, three hours ago. um, That in my opinion, and I I don't want to insult Jimi Hendrix here, but in my opinion, he wasn't the greatest guitar player of his era, and certainly not the greatest guitar player of any era since. Um, He's been surpassed dozens of times, in my opinion. And even in his day, you know, you're up against... uh, uh, Chuck Berry, uh, 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 Eric Clapton, Buddy Holly. Playing, he he really he was an entertaining individual. Um, oh,
0: absolutely. And that's
1: about it. I, I you, you cut out on me. All I'm
0: hearing is your cricket. I yeah, I lost you for a second there. try to get some better Wi-Fi in a second.
1: Here. There we go. The third one, now
0: this is the one that really surprises me. Um, again, speaking of Dolly Parton, uh, Jolie. Dolly Parton's version is really good. It's a great version, but the version that Miley Cyrus did where she's like outside in the woods with some little band, and she does this version. I got to say, in my opinion, Miley nailed it, and it's—I uh, I love the way she made the sound. So, yeah.
1: See, in my—in my view, that's a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah. So, um, I—that's just—I just because I, I, just, I, I feel the same way you do about that. I, where the hell did she come from? Like, just out of nowhere, she's this credible thing. Now, I—I I really like her. <laughs> well, I
0: think she i mean for me it was um like you know once she, she stopped sticking her tongue out all the time <laughs> she became a little bit of a better of a i don't know better person in the sense i guess you know she's a little bit too immature for a lot of the time but yeah as soon as she sort of matured up a little bit she's uh, her vocals have got better um she's just become a much better singer and Guess better
1: person. I'm a fan of the voice. I've always been a big fan of The Voice, and seeing her on The Voice and realizing she's not stupid—it's a nice um, shock. Really? Yeah, a nice shock. Sure. And I want to get on this Canadian version, the launch. I'm so excited about this show, um, Canadian version of The Voice. Oh, uh, it's called launch, and it's being put on by um, Michael. What the hell's his name oh, now? What? Italian studies. He's the guy, no, uh, uh, it's the guy who discovered and basically created both Shania Twain and um, the the new Shania Twain, the bell's her name, uh, the one that Katy Perry hates.
0: I have no idea who that would be.
1: Uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift. So right. yes. He discovered and he made, he made Shania Twain and he made Taylor Swift, and now he's making nobody's into somebody's and... I mean, with that kind of track record, why would you not want to be on the show? I I, I I want to be on the show. I just found out it I, I had no idea. Hmm. Um, anyway, not the point. Uh, more to your point. Uh, crazy. <laughs> uh, Metallica's version of a mediocre Queen song. Oh,
0: Stone Go Crazy. Yeah. Best version in the world.
1: Fantastic. Oh,
0: so good. Every time um, I hear Queen's version, I'm just always like a little bit disappointed.
1: And, uh, yeah, as am I. Um, Guns N' Roses version of um, whatever the hell it's called, the Rolling Stones song. Uh, the Devil. Pleased nice meet you. Oh, um, Oh, not you get my name?
0: woo Um
1: Guns N' Roses did an amazing version of that song for the interview with the vampire soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that one.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of examples. Marilyn um, Manson's
0: Sweet Dreams. Come on. Totally. Who didn't get scared the first time they saw that video? Be like, what the hell is that?
1: <laughs> uh, it was the first time I watched more than three seconds of anything he did. Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't a fan at the time. Um, very impressed by that. Never never got the uh, Annie Lennox appeal. I, I, never, I don't see it. I, I was not a Eurydnix fan. I'm not an Annie Lennox fan.
0: Um, no, myself either. No, I never was a big fan of hers.
1: I have respected her as an artist.
0: So, yeah. It's kind of like Sting. Respect them as an artist, not a fan of the music than myself.
1: Right. Ironically, I can actually um, say the same
0: thing. I'm about to get shit on for this. I can say the same about David Bowie.
1: I am so... I have to. Admit. I am not a big fan of Sorry. his. Uh,
0: just, I just don't like his music, and I appreciate what he's done. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, uh, but, well, I mean, I, I have to love him just because. So, okay, so I hate the Rolling Stones. Namely, I hate Mick Jagger more than anybody in the world. Um, I just never like the Rolling the Stones. Show. I never like their music. I, I don't like Mick Jagger. I think he's he's a horrible singer. I think he's an ugly, ugly man who's arrogant, pretentious, and all the things I don't like about rock stars, um, they originally discovered Stevie Ray Vaughan back in the day in, in Texas. And they said that they were going to put him on an album. They were going to introduce him to the world. And he ended up getting kiboshed off the album because they realized he was basically just too good for the band. So they, they thought, well, he's going to be out. He'll outplay everybody on in the band. So they didn't end up doing it, and it was David Bowie that ended up giving Steve Ray Vaughan his big break when he put him on the Let's Dance track. So, yeah, so uh, for those that don't know, the guitar playing, uh, the solo at the end of the song, and the little ding 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 ding, ding all that is Steve Ray Vaughn. Wow.
1: Well, you know what would have been my... It's my most interesting what-if scenarios, and it's a little off topic, but uh, there was a point... In the Beatles' history, where George Harrison and John Lennon absolutely hated each other. They couldn't That's stand right. each other. To the point where John Lennon had planned on kicking George Harrison out of the band, and he had Eric Clapton lined up to fill the position. Oh. Now, ultimately, they ended up working out their differences and, and going on, but they were could have been a time where Eric Clapton played for the Beatles. How crazy! Oh my
0: would have God, been? their guitar playing would have gotten so much better.
1: It would have just been. Uh, that's my big what if. What if? I would have loved you to you have not seen know that. Why Beatles, I would have loved
0: to have God. seen that. The main reason why. To hear Eric Clapton play the solo, play an actual solo for while my guitar gently Weeks. Because the
1: solo sure. that's on that album, uh, that's on that,
0: that track, is just terrible.
1: He, he must have done it. He, he, uh, at some point in his career,
0: yeah, well, Everybody has. Every guitar player has pretty much done their own variation of it. But to actually have had Clapton in the studio recording that, oh, God, that would have been epic. There's a lot
1: of... A lot of would have been in music. Um, but where would it be? Bowie... Oh yeah, uh, under pressure. Uh, one of the greatest kind of songs of all time. Um, David Bowie once forgot that he recorded Bowie that
0: song. David Bowie one once song? forgot that he even recorded on that song. Yeah, he watched an interview yeah. where he was talking to uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Is Nails, and uh, he was wanting to hear something funny. And they're like, "Sure." And he says, "So one night he's sitting down, he's got the got the radio on, and the opening riff came out." And he's like, hey, look, it's Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. And then, of course, it's the original. And he's like, oh, what version is it? <laughs> he, oh
2: he completely what forgot
0: cool that the that? original existed and that he had actually helped record it.
1: <laughs> that is that awesome. Sarcastic. I love so Yeah, that, that was a great one. I... I, I want... Do this big long version of the story, but uh, there's a fantastic documentary called REM Road Movie, and it's REM touring for the Monster album. Oh, okay. And they, it's right here in Vancouver. They have to go to a music store and buy REM tab books because they don't remember their songs. <laughs> so they actually buy their own tab books so they can learn their songs before their concert. <laughs>
0: and the lead singer still uses paper um uh, copies for all of his lyrics because he has a tendency to forget his lyrics a lot of the time too
1: yeah that's uh i think a lot of good songwriters
0: yeah but usually they don't actually reference them though um they have them most people use monitors especially big bands they actually have the video monitor that has the lyrics scrolling up but yeah i know not michael stripe no no he his is on paper uh I saw them live years ago in Toronto. Uh, We scored second row dead center floors and got to see REM play. And it was a great concert. My God, they sounded so good. It was a great show. But yeah, my buddy ended up getting one of the lyric sheets from them. Oh, yeah. Because he would just take the lyrics when he was done the song. He would just take the piece of paper, crumple it, and chuck it to the ground and then continue on. So right near the end of the show, we reached over onto the stage and I grabbed the piece of paper and handed it to him like, "Here you go."
1: <laughs> they are in my Holy Trinity of the year that changed rock, and their uh, their album *Document*, I believe, is responsible for all the good music that came out in the nineties. Um, the Holy Trinity of music, in my opinion, came out in nineteen eighty seven. It was REM document, U2, Joshua Tree, and Guns and Roses appetite for this uh,
0: It bothers um, me about you uh, too, though. Oh, I so hate Bono too.
1: You can't uh, deny the influence that album had on the music that followed it. It's um, a great um, album. A
0: I just the band Oh, I hate Bono. <laughs> He's such a douche. They they uh they went on
1: to make that song Lemon. So uh they, they lost a whole big credibility. Uh, that whole Azuropa yeah.
2: thing. Um, Nemo! <laughs> kinda,
1: kinda, kinda, I, I don't know, Boner, what you're doing sometimes. Like, I want to like you. Um, but sometimes, dude, you do this stuff to me. You, you hurt me, Boner. I don't
0: know. Like REM you. did the same thing where they had gone out. They used to say, like, you know, when they first started, they said, oh, well, we're never going to use, like, a full – like electric guitar, electric bass sort of set up, we're just going to be very low key. And then like two albums later, well, then they came out with the Monster album, it's all electric guitars. But the
1: funniest thing was is yeah. when
0: when they came out and did that stupid song, Shiny Happy People,
1: uh, great song. that was a
0: song that was directly against an actual statement that Michael Stripe had made saying we're not shiny happy people in this world. We're not going to write lyrics like that. And then, like, X many years later, they actually quote the song Shiny Happy People, and they're all dancing around all happy in this
1: thing. Almost so ruined them. <laughs> um, I have a song I wrote in roughly the 11th grade. Um, it's a complete no for Note rip-off of uh, This One Goes Out to the One I oh. note for Note. Exactly the same song. I It was not intentional, but yeah, that's what it is. I... My song's called, it's a date rape song called "We're Gonna Have a Good Time." <laughs> and it's um, oh, terrible. It's that, it's that song, no for no. Uh, I, I feel bad about that, but uh, it's a very good song. So thanks, guys. Uh, REM. So did, did your version <laughs> come
0: uh, out first then?
1: Uh, no, no. I, it it uh, probably only right around the same period.
0: Because you know the song. Um, Oh god what's the uh, um the hell's the song na 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 na
1: na 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 yeah
0: um the collective soul is uh, that um i no. uh, uh,
1: have let the lights come down yeah
0: yeah yeah i th- i believe it's called come down down. Shined
1: Shined down. Shined down i think
0: that's Something. it um a band i was in we wrote that song musically about six years before that song came out.
1: Oh yeah, happens all the time. I uh, my friend Keith wrote uh, Superman, the the three doors down. Oh, no way, down really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wrote that. Uh, it's a it's a song called uh, uh, "It Doesn't Get Any Better Than This," It's is uh, a very sarcastic term because that's such a, a fascinating statement to me. It doesn't get any better than this. People say that like it's a good thing, but if you say it... That's the opposite it's a depressing. It's a depressing thought. It's never going to get any better than this. That's, that's, that's uh, not good. It's not, yeah, it's a great song, but it's, yeah, it's that super... super yeah, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We There's nothing new in music. Yeah, everything's just rehashed I'm
0: versions sure of new or older stuff.
1: I, I guarantee Beethoven had this conversation with Srebansky at one point. For the record, Beethoven was the very first heavy
0: metal artist. I oh, you. when people, people give credit to Black Sabbath, are we sure? Black Sabbath, absolutely. The masters of heavy metal, absolutely. But they were not the first. That goes to Beethoven. If he had an electric the guitar time. at the time instead of a piano, he would be a thrash artist and it would have been epic.
1: See, that's something I like to think about. Um, and we're running a little long here, folks. Sorry about that. And I haven't plugged anything I'm supposed to plug or talk about, anything I'm supposed to talk about. But uh, that's something I often like to think about is uh, what certain today's technology, oh, you know? like what, what- did Beethoven have done with an electric guitar. If I had a
0: time machine, I'd just grab Beethoven and bring him back and say, Here, here's a guitar, figure this out, and just watch him go.
1: Introduce him to Trent Reznor. And right, he'd be that. the next
0: Ingve Malmstein before Ingve ever, ever existed.
1: Because that's just to take it back to Bowie for ten seconds. I really love that uh, "I'm Afraid of American song. Well,
0: yeah, lyrically, it's a great song. That's true.
1: The, uh, and uh, Trent Reznor is someone who um, uh, surprised me because I didn't like him at first. I heard "March of the Pigs" and I thought, "Who the hell is this asshole?" And then uh, there was a girl I really liked who, who was a big fan of his, so I had to pretend I was. And, uh, yeah, of Snails, yeah,
0: nice I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, I have to admit. Um, I owned everything he recorded. I, I should say, I owned all of his albums, because um, all of his albums are numbered, Halo 1, Halo 2. I owned every one of them. And in order to do that, I had to buy be. all four versions of the Sim EP just to have Halo 5, 6, and 7, and 8. <laughs> so you this for me
1: then because I, I struggled with it all afternoon it's funny that we got onto this because i was talking about this with another guy like al- almost this exact conversation um what was the double album there was a, a double album uh late i want to say 95 downwards it, it, it was two faces and it was two separate albums it was like a dark
0: movie. i don't remember the name of that one um that was just after i got out of Listening to Nen, so uh, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, that was when I just started getting into them. Um, and right now, by the way, everybody, if you help us out with this, and, and feel free to contact the show and get in on this conversation because uh, I am on such a '90s kick right now um, for for things that were a little off the beaten path. I'm really into Silverchair at the <laughs> moment.
0: Ned's Atomic
1: Dustbin, uh, huge fan. Right? And not as big as you. I, you're the only other person I've ever met that's even heard of them. And you're a much I bigger fan. I saw them. They,
0: They've been to Ontario eight times, and I've seen them seven times. I missed the very first show they ever did in Canada, but I've caught them every other time they played. I'm a very big fan. Met all the members. They knew me by name. It was awesome. Wicked bad. And on the, class- and the
1: classical thing, when they did the uh, – the cut up, the, oh, the whatever cut the up that's the song the, cut up. Yeah, but the charting oh. version, the, the 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 symphony orchestra is so, it's so
0: much heavier than the original.
1: Yeah, and, it's, and the, the the walking violins, oh, it just doesn't end. That song is uh, just life changing. If you just if you if you've never heard of them, people just go pick up their greatest hits album. Um, now, I think you've told me they have more than one. But they have like three greatest I hits album,
0: but they have a, a, one main one that covers everything. I actually own it. Uh, buddy, my God, it's a CD with and a DVD.
1: With the
0: blue cover. It's like a yeah, blue. bluish. Uh, no, this one's actually all black with like a hot pink Ned's logo. Oh. And it's just good. so good. It's just, Oh my God. It covers everything from their first EP right up to their last album. Uh, absolutely amazing of such a a and for the record to give the power of the internet um, the band had disbanded uh, in the the 90s Um, No, they hit it big and then they came out with their last album and uh, their fans kind of revolted because instead of it being that sort of poppy punk sort of thing they went a little more almost industrial and the fans revolted and it was a little farther ahead of their time than what anybody was ready for at the time so the band ended up breaking up for bad record sales and bad, bad tour numbers. But the funny thing was, was, uh, there, was a re- there was a revitalized done with the band um, through Facebook. And people asking for them to come back and to, you know, to start touring again. And it actually worked. And the Neds are doing tours and shows all over the UK and Europe right now.
1: Is that all? Facebook Facebook
0: web, Facebook fan site.
1: One of my all-time favorite bands uh, from that era has a similar story. Uh, Faithful, yeah. Who broke up? uh, Well, they broke up years before they broke up. To be honest, they were actually taking separate tour buses on tour. uh, Wouldn't speak to each other. Showed up on stage, did their shows because they were making millions and they just couldn't turn that away. And they couldn't stand each other. And Mike Patton didn't like it. Uh, he wanted to be Mr. Bungle years before he got to be.
0: That's a weird dude, that and guy. That...
1: Oh, he's a yeah. I love his... I, he's a genius, but I, I don't think I'd hang out with I'd back.
0: be a little scared. <laughs>
1: that same thing, just got back together uh, because of fan, fan-driven yeah. command. And I think yeah. It's cool. um, I would see a lot more bands actually do that. I'd like to see... I want to see like sort of a festival, like a Lollapalooza type thing of awesome '90s bands that didn't get their come up set the time.
0: I want to see Anvil finally become world famous. <laughs>
1: sure, we should headline the whole That'd thing. For me. And, um, Anvil, Faith No More, Nazareth, Atomic Dustbin. Well, I didn't even have an album until uh, 2001.
0: Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All I had was when I was in the eighth grade, there was a a thing in the Skate Magazine where you could mail it in and get uh, a a cassette single, which they used to have back in the day, which was a a cassette that just had two songs on it, just like the old uh, uh, EP albums. Uh, And this, you could just send it away and you got it free. So I did. I didn't know anything. i were. never heard of them, but it's a free thing. So I won it. And it came in the mail. It had uh, throwing things and kill your time. Nice, and that's all I had to go on from uh, nineteen. What would that be? Nineteen ninety? Yeah, somewhere around there. Ninety nine. That's all all I knew. Those two songs, and I still love Just just because it is a fantastic song.
0: They're such a good band. You know, one band I always felt felt bad about when they came back, The Cure. what's the the lead singer Robert Smith? Smith so I'm not sure if you're aware about this one, but when The Cure came back the first time they came back to the big sort of reunion tour he came out dressed normal like a normal human being he didn't have the gothy hair didn't have the white makeup and all that stuff he just looked all normal and the fans revolted they freaked out they got mad about it and they demanded that he went back to his original early mid 80s early 90s style look so now he's all yes, fat, he and, he, and he has to dress like this fat goth that's not him anymore. And I always felt I, – I felt terrible because they're very successful. They're doing really well, but the poor bastard.
1: <laughs> yeah, and come on, fans. They're not guar, for yeah. Christ's sake. Like, there's so big – it's not – this isn't Kiss without their no, makeup.
0: No, even Kiss got away with that.
1: Yeah, I, I – well, wow, I, I didn't like them enough to give a crap. Well. Which,
0: by the way, I actually rewrote the lyrics for their um, Rock and Roll Night Party Every Day. I rewrote really? those lyrics. Um, I cannot repeat the lyrics. <laughs> oh, I can. I'll, I'll censor it. I want to F your hole all night <laughs> and lick you every day. <laughs> so I'm at the opposite route. I just pictured myself
1: aging. And changed it to, I want to rock and roll all night and park every
0: day. Which is pretty much how they do it now, so.
1: (laughs) Um, I always found those, you know, like Twisted Sister's classic, I want a rock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which still has one of the greatest videos in history with all the headbangers smashing their heads against a locker. That was just too good. (laughs)
1: I never, never understood why he wanted that rock so badly. <laughs> what does that rock do for
0: you? Is that what started the pet rock thing? Who knows?
1: Uh, Dressed like them with three of my friends uh, for Halloween. Wow. Full on.
0: <laughs>
1: I, was I, I wish have...
0: there's a picture of that. Please uh, tell me there is, and please tell me you can post it. <laughs>
1: I believe there is somewhere in existence. I don't have it, uh, but I I'm, I'm guarantee there's one out there because I've seen it. Um, uh, I don't even know if I can name the kids anymore. Jamie Kreiser, Leonard something, and, uh, <laughs> and Jonathan Tatro, um, and myself, <laughs> uh, and, and went out as the, as the full bed. We did this quite frequently. Being from a small town, you have the same friends for many, yep. many years. Uh, we did Twisted Sister one year. We were the four Ghostbusters one year. We always had a great foursome yeah, thing going. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, big fan of Twisted Sister. <laughs> uh, I, I actually was. I thought yeah, they were great. Twisted Sister um, was great. Not, not, not so much now. Yeah, but, um, although they're still trying. One I mean,
0: thing we- you got to give Twisted Sister credit for is for making the greatest Christmas album ever known to mankind. If you've never heard of people, you need to check it out. And if you even can, watch the live concert of it because it is amazing seeing the other every because Dean Snyder still looks the exact same. He's still very thin and real. And he still looks the exact same, but the rest of the guys got all fat. And to see them dressed up in their outfits with the makeup and they're all fat, it just it's just
1: priceless. That's my favorite. One of my favorite things in the world is when rock stars yeah, get fat.
0: You absolutely. Lie.
1: Like when uh, Jonathan, uh, uh, I can't think of his name now. From Corn. Jonathan Davis, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Davis, he weighed a buck twenty for years. Uh, Corn started making some money. The dude ballooned up to like three hundred pounds. Uh, now there's a guy who's enjoying his rock star money. He just he's eating. He didn't eat for years. <laughs> he's waking up. <laughs> uh, Mike Patton is another one who. Uh, He's uh he's been hitting
0: the Krispy Kreme since uh Angel <laughs> Dust. Um, oh wait a second, The greatest one. Um, eighties oh, hair metal. Um, uh, they sing the song uh, "House of Pain," not the rapper, but you know, there's no one in oh. this house of pain.
2: Oh, I cannot think.
0: Of, wow, I don't cannot know. think of the name of the band right now, but. There's a phenomenal video of them playing that song live, and the lead singer is really fat, and he's still wearing the leather. He's still got the makeup on, and he's so yeah, out of yeah, shape yeah. that he can't even get through the song. He has to sit down with a cigarette and try to finish the song up. He's all winded. It's amazing.
1: It, it, Loverboy appears somewhere at least once a year in the red leather pants, <laughs> huffing and popping, can get across the stage. <laughs> He was leaning on the edge of the stage. <laughs> Just, uh, now, here's
0: a random fact about Loverboy for my,
1: my, my, sorry, go you. Sorry. You'll,
0: you'll love this. So the hair metal look, the spandex, the crazy teased out hair, all that stuff, for the longest time, that credit was given to Quiet Riot. Uh, because yes. everybody said, no, Quiet Riot, they're the ones that started that sort of spandexy and the leopard prints and all that sort of look. And it wasn't until... A a few years later. But when the lead singer Quiet Riot was asked about that, like, what's it like being the icon of having this, he goes, well, actually, he says, I can't take the credit for it. The credit goes to Mike, the lead singer of Loverboy, because he saw them live, and he saw him wearing the red leather pants and the tight shirt and the, and the leopard print shirt with his hair teased out. He thought, that's the style. So he stole the style and the look, and then used it in Quiet Riot. So, the really 80s hair metal, look, you can thank Canada for.
1: <laughs> and that right, the hateful circle, right back to the last time we did one of these, uh, the, the Canada Day. Yes. Uh, where we said all the things that come out of Canada, all good things do. All good trends. Come That's right. You have this. Even guys dressing as women. <laughs>
2: sure.
1: And why not? Um... I, I, I love stories like that. Uh, that. That could be a whole other episode. Um, because I always love uh, the great documentary hype, um, talking about my favorite music, uh, the Seattle Grunge scene, and uh, the showing these, these people uh, making things up to see if the kids will go yeah. for it. Uh, stupid, stupid trends that they started just to see if stupid people would go
0: for and it. And usually do.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yeah, it was hilarious. But uh, even they say in the movie, like the whole plaid flannel shirt thing, it wasn't uh, a choice. It was, they were poor blue-collar people. They got their brothers hand-me-down lumberjack t-shirts, and that's what they had to wear. And
0: actually. which, again, that whole look all goes back to who? Canadian Neil Young, who, everybody says, is the godfather hey, of grunge. Yeah. So, <laughs> Canada again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Another one who, in my opinion, is grossly overrated. Neil Young. I yeah. I I, I think people uh, like Neil Young because you're told you have to. Neil Young is a good lyricist. He is a
0: horrible guitar player. He
1: is. Oh. Yeah. Um. I, I, I can't stand his voice, it, but he worked well with Crosby, nice.
0: Stills, Nash, and Young. His voice
1: worked well with them.
0: He's a good harmonizer, which is strange to say because he's got a very terrible voice. But
1: uh, not a solo performer, and that happens with a lot of guys uh, who try to go solo like that. They're, you're just not a solo yeah. guy. Sometimes it works. Bill um,
0: Collins worked for him.
1: Yeah. Sure. Uh, Zach Delarue, we're still waiting for your album. Or Della Rocker, whatever the uh, uh, uh Rage Against the Machine. And and whatever
0: the happened I heard he's releasing an album like what six years ago. What happened to that?
1: yes, it's, it's the new Chinese democracy <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it. Because the rest of the band
0: is I, playing, I, they got I, profits I, of Rage going, and they're doing really well.
2: Sure.
1: I can't see him, you know, really at this point, he's got to be just like mildly annoyed with the machine. The machine treated him pretty well. Yeah. I would just love to see his actual Roach. I'd love
0: to see if he's gotten fat, too, because I think that'd be great.
1: <laughs> that would be fantastic. be all
0: angsty when you're fat and stuff. It'd just be very funny.
1: Oh, yeah, like playing with the guys from Tad. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. Wow, a great thing! You know what? I'm going to research all that for for the next episode of the podcast. I want to see who else is. That would next. be a very good thing to know. Uh, who's fat in rock? All of them. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, good
0: everybody, everybody but and, D
1: Snyder. uh, everybody but these. They keep eating all D. Snyder's food. <laughs> She invites them over. They eat them out of house and home, and then four Ds just left all alone, wanting that his hurt. walk. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: okay, um, um, I gotta before, get going. Way off. Yes, we do. We are 109 minutes into our half-hour show. So uh,
0: <laughs> again, very typical of the two of us when we get together
1: to do these shows. I love every minute of it. Thanks very much for making yourself available to No problem.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun.
1: We will be talking to you again as soon as possible. At your earliest Absolutely. Yeah,
0: you'll be, I'll keep you in contact when I'll be able to do another episode.
1: And when I'm not recording with Gord, check me out over on Spreaker.com. It's the same show, but with sound effects instead of Gord. <laughs>
0: um, I've been replaced by a machine. <laughs>
1: Before I let you go, real quickly, you said you heard most of the episode. Did you hear the Ashes of Purgatory song I, I played on the did. episode? I did. I
0: heard. I did hear. It's it really
1: good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. That's. Uh, I believe it shows up as called Rising from the Ashes. That's the working title is all It's cracked up to me.
0: It was. Yeah, it was really good. I actually heard because I also uh, on the July twentieth episode, uh, you played a uh, an Ashes of Purgatory song that I really enjoyed on that one
2: too. Which one did I, I can't on remember. One?
0: I don't know.
1: It's such a good record. I'm yeah, sorry to say. It. Yeah, I don't apologize. <laughs> it's it's re- um yeah. I'm I'm glad you you heard it. I've been dying to hear your opinion, but we'll do that on the next. Absolutely.
0: Show.
1: And I'm going to try to attach a brand new solo song that I've. Just finished producing. I'm gonna to try to attach that to the next episode. now like is that, that gonna go
0: under Daryl in memory of that other girl from
1: before? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should do that.
0: That's brilliant. Because <laughs> that, that conversation yeah. came up on one of the previous episodes. Was that for that cliff? And I, I remember that conversation. <laughs>
1: I will absolutely do that. This will be Daryl Brennan. <laughs> I love it. And
0: Dedicate to the random girl. <laughs>
1: That's all. That starts a whole new conversation. So I'm going to have to let you go before yeah, we get uh, carried away. Um, so everybody go to speaker.com in roughly 23 hours. And you can hear me do this again. Uh, until then, take care of each other. Be nice, everybody. And that is right. it. We're cool. Nine. That was huge. That, that was, was fun. epic. Um, I'll, have it, I'll have it posted in about 15 minutes. Right, thanks, man. That was awesome. We'll uh, do absolutely. It if, And if you, but you just have some money or some money, some time for uh, for uh, just a regular chat, we can do. Yeah, that absolutely.
0: Too. Yeah. Then the next time, uh, next time we're gonna do one. I'll, we'll, I'll call and we'll, we'll get some extra. I'll get some extra time ahead of time, and we'll uh, we'll have a big chat. Awesome. Cool. You too, my friend. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, yes, I promised Gord, uh, an Eric original solo song. This is called Side. Uh, slated for release later this year. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. This is just a sample about 45 seconds of uh, my new single. See you tomorrow. Story starts the same way I'll just do a little bit till Sunday And now I don't